How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome to the show. Got some breaking news this morning. If you're just waking up, just getting to work, you had a Eagles win last night over the Kansas City Chiefs, but now that gets put in the rear view because the NFL waits for nobody, and that is... The news pearl off that the Pittsburgh Steelers have fired their offensive coordinator, Matt Canada. This is a move that I know Steeler fans had been calling for for some time. The Steelers on the season ranked 28th in points per game, averaging about 16 points per game. They're 28th in yards per game, 31st in passing yards per game, and they've been outgained in every game. They have a negative point differential. <laughs> Who's below them in passing yards? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, one of these rookie quarterback yeah. situations. I actually think it, it might be the Jets, but um, it's, it's not good. It's looked really bad, and... Fans were wondering, why does Canada get to keep his job when the Steelers' defense is good enough to be a championship defense and the offense is clearly broken? You had off at, uh, wide receivers sniping at the coach. I mean, mm. yeah. <laughs> it's I know that can happen a lot of places. But yeah. still, this has been one that was a head-scratcher. And finally, this is a move the Steelers make. Curious on the timing where they're about to play the Cincinnati Bengals, who are now onto their backup quarterback yeah. in Jake Browning. If you were going to change and you want a new coach bump, this is the weekend to do it. No, four weeks ago was the weekend well, to do you're it. right. Uh, and even coming to that Cleveland game, he was on a cold streak. I, I think there was some thought that, you know, they were without Pat Fryermuth, their tight end, and that's pretty much the only guy that Kenny Pickett can throw to as a tight end. He's one of those young quarterbacks who needs a big, easy target in front of him. They're just so scared of Kenny Pickett making a mistake that they don't really try anything on offense. So I'm not quite sure. Did, I'm sorry. Did did you say who's taking over? Do we know? Uh, we do know. Is it know. Mike Sullivan? or Yes, it is Mike Sullivan. Okay, former OC of the Giants, I believe. And so they, got, they have to open up their offense and let Kenny Pickett try something. It might fail spectacularly, but at some point to do anything significant, you're going to have to trust your quarterback. And he's a first-round quarterback. The question is, you're right. I like what you said. This will show us for real is Kenny Pickett an NFL quarterback. Oh, this is all car cards are on the table yeah. now with Pickett. So it is going to be quarterback coach Mike Sullivan and running back coach Eddie Faulkner are going to work together. Eddie. To, you know him? <laughs> Eddie Faulkner. Oh, yeah. No, I've never heard of him. Okay. I'm like, I've heard of, yeah, I'm like Marshall Faulkner. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. They're going to work together uh, as OC. Which, I don't know if I love that, but fine, whatever. It's going to be collaborative. I This all seems a little bit like maybe it was reluctant for Mike Tomlin. I'm, yep. I think this came from above. I have no reporting on this, and maybe it's not. Maybe Tomlin just finally said enough's enough. But this feels like either the general manager maybe got to the owner or just the owner themselves said, hey, Mike, you know, you have a lot of power in this organization. We keep our hands off generally, but 
uh, he's got to go. Yeah, or public pressure, because Tomlin can't be that immune to the noise. I know that he's kind of above it, but the fact that Fire Canada chants would come out at hockey games and in other cities as well, there are a lot of Steelers fans. What happened on Sunday was had to be the straw that broke the camel's back. There's no way, there's no excuse for losing that game to Cleveland. Cleveland could not move the ball once the entire game. Basically, the only reason the, the Steelers tied the game at the end because they got one lucky run from Jalen Warren, broke a 74-yard run. They have to change something. This is such a talented team. Do you agree, Maggie, that if you took out the, except for the quarterback, there is a lot of talent here? Absolutely, especially on the defense, but yeah. even on the offensive side. There are a lot of names. A hundred percent, and I think that for Tomlin, it was starting, he was had become complicit in this because if you're not firing the offensive yep. coordinator and you're the head coach, you're essentially signing off on this is how bad the offense is, 855-212-4CBS. Well, let's get the thoughts of someone who played in the NFL for a long time, is now covering college sports for CBS Sports. He's our pal. We love him. Brian Jones, good enough to get up with us early this morning. Brian, how you doing? Maggie and Andrew, (laughs) I am excellent freezing my arse off here in New York City, but it's good (laughs) to talk to you too. Okay, well, we're doing great, also cold, but yes, we're doing great. You know, you're covering college now, but this news just came down about the Steelers firing their offensive coordinator, Matt Canada. You know, you're not long removed from covering Kenny Pickett and watching his games. Do you you think that Pickett, like, is this offensive coordinator change going to reveal this totally different guy, or do you think Pickett still has deficiencies that are going to be hard to overcome? Well, we will have to wait and see. And obviously they didn't think Matt Canada was bringing out the best in Pickett. Listen, he had a heck of a uh, last year there at Pitt making dynamite plays. He, he's able to get out of harm's way at times. Is he uh, one of these fleet of foot uh, quarterbacks that we see running around a Kyler Murray? No, he's not even in that, that neighborhood. But uh, he, he knows how to uh, maneuver in the pocket, and, and it just hasn't jived with, with, with Canada. And, and we've seen that at other stops uh, with, with Matt Canada. So uh, maybe a change of, of uh, mindset and scheme and concepts will help bring out uh, the, the full force of, of, of Pickett's abilities. And, and if it doesn't, you got to move on. And I think you're going to see uh, – uh, some teams, and maybe Chicago's in that number that moves on once the draft rolls around this spring, uh, because it, there's no exact science in picking these guys, as you two know, and, and and sometimes they just don't work out. It's such a different animal at the next level, and, and it took me a minute to learn how to become a pro and, and figure things out and stop relying on athleticism. I didn't have a lot of it anyway, <laughs> but... Uh, it it, it, it it doesn't always work out, and there's nothing wrong with that. So uh, these teams understand it, and they got money to burn. But I will say, who needs to be fired? Them damn receivers for Patrick Mahomes. Wow, they couldn't catch a cold sitting on a block of ice last night. Oh, my goodness. This dude's running around fourth and 25, puts it right in the receiver's hands, and they drop it. And, and Valdez, Scantling, you just can't. Drop six like that in a big moment. Wow. So, yeah, blame it on your helmet. Yeah, bang your helmet with your damn helmet. (laughs) You be banging your hands. I know you cover college football. Don't tell me you knew who Justin Watson out of Penn was when he was in college. (laughs) There's no no way you'd heard of him. 
Andrew, I know everybody, man. How you going to call me out on the radio? <laughs> but I'm, I'm an Ivy Leaguer, everybody. and I'm from Philadelphia, and I never heard of Justin Watson when he was at Penn. I'm up on every white receiver from Penn. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you call it? Brian's got everyone from coast to coast, sea to shining sea. Uh, Brian Jones is joining us. CBS Sports College Football Analyst. Okay, we'll get back to the Steelers stuff in a little bit, but that's the breaking news today. Matt Canada was fired. Also breaking news, yes, that the Kansas City Chiefs wide receivers can't catch a cold uh brian no (laughs) jim harbaugh this weekend again sir he'll serve the third game of a three-game suspension but this is much different right this is ohio state how much are they going to miss harbaugh this weekend uh they have had so much practice exercise obviously the three first three games of the season now uh the second one this last week on the road and 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 it was nip and tuck uh they're asking up big 20 and holding on and getting some excellent special teams played as far as the punter pinning Maryland back on the goal line and, and then getting another pick by Sandra Steele uh, in that secondary. Uh, I, I think they wanted to get through that ball game as Ohio State wanted to get through Minnesota. I mean, it's tough when you've got these huge ball games on the horizon and you're playing a team, uh, Maryland that lost three or four in a row, you're playing Minnesota who's having a terrible season but yet you have to be a pro take care of your business both did that now as they say you know what's next so uh i I think michigan will be fine this game being at home will be a benefit to them Uh, but their defense better come ready to play and and they have thus far i know they fired their their linebacker coach and now jesse mentor the dc his pops rick mentor longtime uh coach and, and defensive coordinator uh, you know, he's running those linebackers. But Travion Henderson for Ohio State's been running down here, 300-yard uh, games the, the last three, and, and he looks phenomenal. He looks like the dude that was much hype when he stepped on campus as a freshman. On the flip side, Blake Corum, you're talking about running to darkness. This dude does, and yet <laughs> somehow finds daylight. Uh, he finds those cutback lanes. He can run right up the behind of his <laughs> offensive lineman. No one can find him. And then next thing you know, he shoots out uh, in that cutback lane, and he's off to the races as Penn State and others have found out. 20 rushing TDs. He's got more rushing TDs over the last two years than about 70 teams. That's just amazing. I think it's going to be a fierce, fierce football game, as it always has been. But I'm leaning Michigan's way. I know J.J. McCarthy hasn't played as great here of late, especially last week. But I think that running game, that offensive line, I'm going to give them the edge over – Ohio State's defensive line and linebackers. We don't know if Eichenberg, uh, they're all everything linebackers going to play in this ball game. He didn't last week. So I'm leaning Michigan. So, Brian, what do you say to critics of Michigan who's, who note that the offense has slowed down a little bit now that they may or may not have signs? Do you think that actually having <laughs> the signs helped this team over the last two years in a huge way? Well, there's a reason people engage in that activity because there are some benefits to it. Now, as far as how much uh, they benefited, you know, it's hard to quantify that. <coughs> Excuse me, but there's I'm getting choked up like Connor Stallion. That's <laughs> sure, he got choked up uh, being over there in disguise or a lack of disguise. <laughs> you know about, uh, for for a guy who comes from the military, that was not uh, an astute clandestine operation <laughs> they were running. <laughs> But I'll, I'll say this: when they when you run for over two fifty, almost three hundred, I don't need your damn signs. Yep. And that's what 
Michigan has done to Ohio State the last two years. They have run straight through them. You go back and watch the film as I have. Those are inside zones, stretch plays. There are rudimentary football plays. Now, it's all about technique, backers getting over uh, across the face of, of would-be offensive linemen, sticking your head in that hole, which is difficult to do when a team's been running downhill play after play, quarter after quarter. It's one thing to do it in the first half, as I always say. It's another when you get into that fourth quarter. So, yes, still, still, sign-stealing has been around for a long, long time, and there's a reason why, because it provides some type of advantage uh, the level of advantage, the level of benefits that Michigan received, not sure, but it won't matter. And now, Ohio State, you have no excuse. They don't even have their head coach. If you go into the big house and you get blitzed again by this running game, what's your excuse? Hell, you have none. Brian Jones is joining us, CBS Sports College Football Analyst. we got a really big weekend of college football up ahead. But, Brian, we know, obviously, very proud Texas Longhorns alum. They're one of the one-loss teams as of right now that's really vying. You know, they're right there on the cusp of the one-loss teams. Obviously, your Texas Longhorns, obviously Alabama, Oregon. Who do you think is the best of the one-loss teams right now? Uh Texas is better than Alabama. They beat them head-to-head. That should count for something. I don't give a damn about it happening second week of the season. Texas was ready. Alabama should have been ready, especially to protect their backyard. Have they looked great lately? Yes. But Texas continues to win football games. And I'll say this, and I've said it on the Texas Airways, Texas is not a great football team. They're a very good football team currently, and they are building an excellent foundation. They're back to where they should be winning 10 ball games a year, fighting for a conference championship. So I am happy with the progress of my alma mater. Do I think they are a great football team as they are currently sitting here? No, I do not. But I do know this. Uh, there's a reason we keep score, and Texas beat Bama by 10 points in their own backyard, so you cannot discount what they were able to do earlier this season. And I know they haven't been passing the eye test, at least late in ball games. Very good win last week, a complete win, going on the road at a place where they haven't fared well uh, there in Ames, Iowa. So I can understand the national attention focusing squarely on Alabama. I don't think Alabama's better than Georgia. I'll just go out and say it. We got the SEC championship game next week. I'm taking Georgia. You wanted to hear it? I'm giving it to you a week ahead of time. (laughs) Georgia. Everyone thinks Alabama's going to knock them off. That's a bunch of bull dookies. Uh Hey, Brian, what about the report that Quinn Ewers wants to come back to Texas next year? What would that possibly mean for Arch Manning? Great. Look at these quarterbacks that continue to uh, return. I mean, you got Cam Rising at Utah's coming back for his seventh season. This dude's a pro. It's <laughs> <laughs> a doctor. Money for him, man. Yeah. And, and, and so I think that that's excellent. The more experience you can get at this level, the better uh, it's going to help you at this level and, and, and ultimately – possibly at the at the next level. And, hell, I'd stay in college these days, too. All the NL, NIL money they're paying. I mean, we had it. It was under the table, but it wasn't the largesse that some of these guys are, are getting these days. And I don't begrudge uh, them benefiting uh, from these, these new uh, policies. Uh, so, uh, great if he comes back and everyone's saying, well, Arch Manning is going to transfer. Arch Manning is fine. You will be just fine. He'll sit there and he'll learn from one of the greats. And, and, and Steve Sarkeesian, his coaching quarterback, they will be fine. And if Arch comes back, welcome back. Glad you're going to stay there in the fold. 
Brian, can't tell you how much we appreciate this. You're the best. This has been an awesome college football season. And, you know, just enjoy Rivalry Week. This is this is it. This is amazing. I'm trying. I'm trying real hard, Maggie. You know, it's difficult sitting there with all those screens in front of us, <laughs> all that food, getting nice and fat and yelling because your picks are going down the drain. I'm trying to enjoy it. <laughs> well, Brian, I got to say, as someone you sat in this seat doing this show, you did a fantastic job. You and Gio held down the morning show, and we're happy to have taken one of those torches from you because you're the man. Well, I appreciate you, and, and congrats to you, too, and your new time slide. And, and you sat there in that chair with me a time or two when Gio had to uh, go handle some other business. So congrats to you, too, and continued success. It was awesome. Thank you. Can't wait to see you soon. Yep. Thanks, Brian. All right. Ciao. Bye. Brian Jones. It's, Take uh, it, Michigan. We haven't had time to get into the Cam Rising coming back story. He was at Texas in 2018. I just did the math. Arch Manning was the current Texas freshman, was 13. He was in middle school when Cam <laughs> Rising was an actual Texas Longhorn quarterback. This oh, is amazing. Yeah, we could do a where were they 2018. Yeah. I mean, this was Josh Rosen, right, with the Cardinals. <laughs> Wasn't that the 2018 I love, draft? I love how old these quarterbacks are getting in college football. We're just like, who was president back then? Yeah. Like, that's what we're getting well, into. I mean, Remember when Bo Nix was backing up Cam Newton in the title game in 11? <laughs> you, then you sort of let fantasy go. Yeah, remember when Bo Nix and Dennis Dixon were <laughs> vying in the spring? No, remember the, the stat that came out about the Detroit Lions? They haven't had a record this good at Thanksgiving yeah. since like 1961. Right. Like JFK was president. It's like, who was president when... Yeah, when well, Bo Nix was at Auburn. I'll tell you what, Cam Rising started his career. I, I remember who was president. But anyway, go ahead. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Love watching Brian Jones, Rick Neuhausel, the guys on CBS. They do such a great job on Saturdays. Coming up, more reaction to the big news today, which is the Pittsburgh Steelers firing offensive coordinator Matt Canada. Has there been like a more... Like this is a celebrated high-profile yeah. offensive coordinator firing. And this is a celebrated coordinator change. I mean, <laughs> this is this is the big one. This is, feels bigger than a head coach being fired. If Brandon Staley or Ron Rivera had been fired today, we all would have said, "Oh, we saw that coming." This Matt Canada thing feels strangely big. It does because they probably should have done this long ago and were stubborn and didn't do it. And now the Steelers really have an opportunity in the AFC, uh, but the offense was holding them back. So. We'll see what it looks like when they play the Bengals coming up this weekend in Cincinnati with a backup quarterback. If you want to talk about this, 855-212-4CBS. I know we're on in Steelers country. We are. How do you feel now, Steelers fans, today that Matt Canada has been fired? And to be honest, the Steelers fan base is really all over the world. I'm convinced you climb Mount Everest, there's a terrible towel up there. I just know it. 855-212-4CBS. More Maggie and Perloff. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for 
for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay welcome back to maggie and perloff carlos help me out here what's going on i get o canada matt canna Steelers offense coordinator just relieved of his duties where's we didn't start the fire hey we didn't start the firing but Steelers ownership did firing <laughs> oh uh, kind of loose. <laughs> you could have just got a bunch of Canada-related songs. <laughs> and Oh Canada is the best Canada song you can come up with? What about Blame Canada? I mean, it was pretty obvious what I was going with. <laughs> Blame Canada from South Park would have been much better. <laughs> now who's producing the show? Um, so what Perloff is mentioning here and what Carlos is mentioning is is tweet by Jerry Dulac, who has covered the Steelers for a very, very long time for Pittsburgh trip. And he said, this is his tweet. Steelers president Art Rooney II has fired offensive coordinator Matt Canada per team sources. Now, the statement from the team came from Mike Tomlin. But this is interesting because Tomlin had been so defiant about not firing Matt Canada that it does make a lot of sense that maybe he would be defiant till the end and actually management and ownership had to step in. Yeah, but this seems exceptional, the sense that a head coach would not fire his offensive coordinator. This is obviously the job of the head coach. If this report is accurate, then that really speaks to what ownership thinks of what Mike Tomlin did in this situation. He kind of submarined the season by not making a change on offense. Well, sometimes there have been, and this is not happening today, nor will it happen, but there have been times, I think, where a, a coach has said, I'm not firing my coordinators. You're going to have to fire me too. Now, that's not clearly happening now, but you're right. Like, why would it be framed this way from is that a ha- longtime Steelers uh, beat reporter? Yeah, it's funny. I actually... I totally believe you that could happen. I can't, I don't remember that happening. And that's the kind of thing you say two weeks after the guy got fired. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, if Tomlin obviously was not going to step in front of this bus, 
I think it's the, the public noise for the ownership group had to be so loud. I don't even, you know, it's such a stable organization yeah. that I, I think that the fan outrage, you know, I don't know if they have rabbit ears up to that as much because think about it. They've had what four head coaches in the entire yeah. history of the, of their existence. Like if they really had good rabbit ears, coach, but good head coaches, no, all of fame head coaches, if they really had rabbit ears, I don't think they like, they would have made more impulsive and impetuous moves like this. I don't think it's about the fans. I think it's about the product. You didn't beat the Cleveland Browns yeah. with Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Like, you have your first-round pick starting quarterback, and he's healthy by all accounts. Maybe he's got some rib issues, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, they will fire their coordinators up because they fired the guy before Canada who was okay. But they they, they used to have great coordinators. Bruce Arians was awesome. I think Todd like Haley had some really good years. Uh, they had Ken Winston Hunt was really good. All head coach level guys. Canada, the offense on Sunday was so bad. I but, mean, listen, Kenny Pickett had to really get hot at the last drive to get 106 yards. 106 yards passing. 855-212-4 CBS. Let's hear from the fans. Nebby is in Pennsylvania in Steelers country. Good morning, Nebby. How are you? I am fantastic. <laughs> you got a pep in your step. Oh, I do. I wanted to call in the other day when we were when you guys were talking about, but I didn't get the chance. But I had to call in for this. Yeah, I, I'm not only here to celebrate Matt Canada's firing; I'm here to defend Kenny Pickett. Okay. Uh the this has been a four quarterback problem. Canada should have been gone after his first year there. My my friends and I will sit or like we'll I'll sit and we'll sit and chat mostly by text, but it's like we, we'll call the plays based on personnel. Yeah, right. and you can see it like, coming from the tailgate, coming. right? Right. You can see it coming, and, th- and that—that's why he has no time to throw. That's why his receivers are always covered. Mm-hmm. There's, there's two, there's, and Merrill Hodge, whose job was breaking down NFL film for NFL matchup every week, was on local radio last year saying how Kenny Pickett ran a more complicated offense at Pitt, and he wasn't. Than he was with the Steelers. Yikes! Matt Canada has been a problem in college. Right. He never should have had a job in the NFL to begin with. He never lasted more than a year in his, in his last four stops. You know, Nebby, and, I can understand why today is a good day. I mean, again, we're not reveling in someone losing their job, but listen, you've got a season to play out here, and the season is not over. It's like, and and Nebby, thank you for the call, and we'll see you in the chat, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Nebby, a big weedo. Uh, Twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. Weedos, weirdos who smoke weed who also uh, listen to our show. Apparently that goes hand in hand. But the thing is, is you have a season where you're six and four, a season where the AFC in a lot of ways is kind of cratering. Yeah. There is so much opportunity here for the Steelers. That's why people are so happy today. Yeah, it was a brutal loss against the Browns, which might end up costing them the playoffs. But they can't be worse. There's just, I mean, how can any, I could coach a team as well as as Canada? That's a great point about the predictability of their offense. It's not like has Kenny Pickett had an easy throw? Have you ever seen? Does he? He does miss guys, but they're never easy throws. So get him some, get him a layup here, Maggie. Something easy. How about Kevin? Is in Youngstown, Ohio. Hey, Kevin, how you doing? Hey guys, how's it going? Just a couple thoughts here on uh, the Canada firing. Um, I'm not, I'm not surprised it happened. I'm kind of surprised it happened in season. It, it, it was for sure going to happen after season. But with the way the running game's been going the past three weeks, they've been almost one of the best rushing teams with Jalen Warren getting more carries and 
their rushing attack. I, I just start to – I got an idea from a guy named Chris Carter out of Pittsburgh who I listen to almost daily that, you know, I, I'm starting to think that their pass game and their run game offenses were a bit more separate than what the Steelers were leading on. And Tomlin never let that conversation come to the forefront, as you can see from stories from Broderick Jones last week saying the running backs and the the uh, – offensive lineman has more meetings during the week and then Tomlin shoots it down as Broderick Jones being a you know an ambitious rookie essentially mm. and I'm <clears throat> with the way they split the coaches up the rumor is is that uh Eddie Faulkner the running back coach is going to be the, the offensive coordinator but the off but the QB coach is going to call the play so I'm starting to see a, a bit more division of labor between the pass game and the run game the past couple of weeks. Interesting. Then they let on. So I'm, 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 glad to see, I'm glad to see the change, personally, because it, I think the run game's been awesome. Well, yeah. the run game is like, for the season, Kevin, thank you for the call, is like middle of the pack, like 16 in rushing, oh, yeah. but they're 31st in passing. I mean, it's it's obvious. I don't know how the two-coordinator thing is going gonna, is gonna to work with Eddie Faulkner and Mike Sullivan are both going to be. Well, no, he said, well, Sullivan will pl- call plays. The running game is, now that they've gone really to Warren over Najee Harris, that's legit right now Warren's so explosive so I I think that that call is right and Broderick Jones has emerged as this run force Mm -hmm. he didn't play earlier in the season first round pick uh he's really good that's but I don't understand Maggie how can you have one of the better run games in the league over the last month once you have a run game, isn't it supposed to be easy to pass? Well, that's the run to set up the pass. I mean, yeah. there's like websites dedicated yeah. to, you know, making fun of the, that cliche. Yeah, but, but it's, yes. it's been harder to pass with the better your running game has got. It's gone the exact opposite of the way it should for Pittsburgh. Well, Chris Lopresti is here with some headlines. We got a couple big ones this morning, Chris. Yeah, just to build off of the Matt Canada story. By the way, I love that he used division of labor. That's a big uh, Mike oh, that's Tomlinism, Tomlinism for sure. Yes, yes. So he worked that in, which was nice. nice. And yeah, that's the report. So Mike Sullivan and Eddie Faulkner, and I guess with the play calling standpoint, Sullivan's done it at a couple stops before with the Giants and the Bucks. Okay, where the Faulkner part comes in, maybe you alluded to the run game is going well, so don't fix it if it's not broke. That aspect, so maybe a little bit of a collaboration there. You've got an offense that ranks 28th in points per game, 28th in yards per game, 31st in passing yards per game, and they have been outgained in total in each of their 10 games this season. Yet they're still 6-4 and despite a minus 29-point differential. So perhaps some hope now that they make this change. Drops have been a theme for the Chiefs offense so far this season, and it bit them again last night in their Super Bowl rematch with the Eagles. Four-man rush, shotgun snap, back to pass Mahomes 7. Winds up, long pass, down the middle, he's got him! Over the shoulder, drop! A drop at the 2! By Marquez Valdez-Scantling. That's Kevin Harlan on Westwood 1. It would have been the go-ahead 51-yard touchdown with just under two minutes to go. Instead, the Eagles end up turning over the Chiefs on downs, and they pitch a shutout in the second half to beat the defending champs at Arrowhead 21-17. This time around, much more of a defensive struggle. Final passing yards for Jalen Hurts, only 150. He was picked off once, sacked five times, but he hit a deep ball to Devontae Smith, which set up Hurts' second rushing touchdown of the night. Nick Sirianni crediting his guy for taking care of business. That's what good quarterbacks do. Quarterbacks, they make three or four plays that change the game with their mind, right? You know, they, they got to do a great job and throwing the ball, you know, running the, running the show. But they make three to four checks a game with their mind that can make big differences, and Jalen did that tonight. Probably one of the reasons Hurts has now won seven straight games when trailing by 10 or more points, which is the most by any NFL quarterback since they first started tracking that stat back in 1991. How about the play Jalen Carter almost made before yes. the half? You guys Crazy. discussed this, right? No, he, not yet. So he Go ahead. dove 
under and through the center's legs to try and intercept mm-hmm. the Patrick Mahomes spike to kill the clock and came very close almost to doing it. Almost did it. it. He yeah. almost, think about it. Quarterback gets the ball, quickly spikes it because you're trying to stop the clock, and Jalen Carter almost intercepted that off the ground. I like was, Franco Harris style. Yeah. <laughs> I was ready to call that an Eagles loss. I thought they were going to lose the game, but the game that Jalen Carter almost stole the spike. Because it was such a tremendous play, and it's for me, I'm going to remember that. That if the Eagles didn't win that game, that would have been what I taken away. So, I, I've been playing Madden for 25 years. <laughs> I've tried to do that every time someone does a spike at the end of a game, and is never worked. I'm, I guarantee you, Jalen Carter is yep. a Madden player. He got it from that. Okay, so apparently he did it once in high school. Okay, well, what according he's, to him? Wow. Right. Well, oh, sorry, I didn't know cl- you had the highlight. No, 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 that's all right. Not so much audio. But maybe a combination of what you guys are saying. The quote I read was, he says he saw it on the internet, on YouTube, that a high school kid tried. Oh, sorry. Okay. And he actually caught the ball in the in the clip, the high school kid. So he figured I knew they were going to spike it. I'd give it a shot. I'm starting rumors. I thought he That's did right. it in high school. Can we also say one thing about Jalen Carter? He is the best player on that defense. That you could take a Super Bowl team and their best player is a rookie. The Eagles never should have gotten that guy at nine. The NFL screwed that up. He's a force of nature. That worked out nicely for them. Also, Kevin Byard, of course, the uh, trade acquisition from the Titans factored into this one. Team I, eight tackles, a couple of passes defended. He had the red zone interception, really end zone interception in the second quarter of Patrick Mahomes. He kept some points off the board. He gets back to the locker room after the game's over, and he's got the piece of paper hanging in the locker telling him uh, he's got to take the drug test. And uh, this was apparently the uh, second game in a row. He said, quote, this is my second game in a row getting bleep tested right after the game. I don't know if I can say the P word. Why do players always complain about this? Because you only get drug tested (laughs) when you have a killer game. So you should be happy about having a great game. Also, Well, they don't feel it's random then. I think that's the issue. They think they're being targeted. (laughs) They they are, right? But if you're Uh, clean, then what's the problem? Well, they have not failed. They've had a bunch of guys that have mentioned this this year where they've had it in consecutive weeks or after a big game. I think it's sort of a humble brag. I was so good the NFL wanted (laughs) to test me. That's essentially what he said. He also maybe I'm because I'm the new guy on the block. But in any in any sense, he had a big game and uh, kind of joked about that afterwards. Uh, so all good there. One another more another from- Philly guy, by the way. Philly winning with Philly guys, Maggie. It is so obnoxious. I love every second. Yeah, <laughs> great for you. What are the What are the words to fly <laughs> goes fly again? <laughs> What's the <One>. Rocky theme? <laughs> <laughs> One more from Jets head coach Robert Sala making the move to bench Zach Wilson at quarterback in favor of Tim Boyle, who will get the Black Friday start at home against the Dolphins. Sala says, "Hey, we're trying to save the season." which seems to be on life support with the team at four and six. We're a little bit behind the eight ball, but we're not out. Um, and, uh, and and to be honest with you, the, you know we've had a three-game losing streak before. We bounced back and won, found a way to win three before, so it's uh, the, the NFL is a roller coaster ride. Unfortunately for the Jets, they've had a lot of three-game losing streaks uh, and over the course of the last 10 to 12 years or so. <laughs> 13 games. Longer, much longer than three. Well, they uh, should be good at this now yeah, because right. they know exactly. how to lose three games in a row. What was yeah. the quote he said yesterday? I wouldn't look at Zach Wilson. A, I wouldn't look at it as a failure. I look at it more as a series mm. of unfortunate events. Mm. That sure. is my life as a Jets fan. I was going to say, that should be their new slogan. Just plaster <laughs> this all over the side of the training facility. Well, yeah, he's forget, big forget on all slogans. Gas, no, yeah. Forget all <laughs> yeah. gas, no breaks. Yeah. Unfortunate right. events happen here. What else does he have? The one about the crows pecking at their necks. Yeah, that one That one didn't... Uh, if they ain't hating, you ain't popping. That one. Yeah. Oh, all, right. All these sound very quaint now. Yep. <laughs> is he still keeping receipts? Oh, yeah. That was from yeah. last year. Yeah. <laughs> 
Good point. I've heard uh, I've heard that one quite a few times over the years as this guy's well. Guy's got more sayings year. than he has wins. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, or facial, or facial expressions during games is usually just the same stoic oh staring. The sayings you should be writing Hallmark cards or something around the holidays. <laughs> one other NFL note: the Broncos having won four in a row to get back to 500. Lose safety Kareem Jackson to another suspension, four games without pay, repeated violations of player safety rules. This was for that hit on uh, Josh Dobbs to the Vikings early on in Sunday night's game. The very first tackle he made since returning from his most recent suspension. And didn't get flagged for right, it. Right, no flag. He ended up playing every snap in that game for Denver. But now uh, I don't think this one will be getting reduced on appeal. If I had to guess. Meanwhile, you sneak. He's on a quarterback. You get 15 yards. Mm-hmm. Josh Dobbs basically gets decapitated yeah. by one of the big headhunters in the yeah. league, and that's when the referees swallow the f- whistles? Yeah, yeah, I guess he was a point. runner on that play more so than the quarterback. But Which, by the way, I agree with, yeah. because... There is a thing where the quarterback gets downfield a little bit, and they still treat him like a quarterback, which yeah. is ridiculous. And you know, but this that, wasn't like an open field tackle. Yeah. It was still like yeah, in. Kareem Jackson's yeah, yeah. the dirtiest play. He's yeah. been in the league for 14 years and still <laughs> plays like a rookie. But there is one thing I have noticed: running backs never go down, and wide receivers never go down anymore. Right? They're just trying to get pushed, trying to get pushed. But then they still, if the defense throws him to the ground or suplexes him to the ground, then they get a flag. Yeah, I feel like the, it's even harder to play defense now. Well, of course. I mean, your big point was actually from a season ago. Look who's keeping her seats now. I am on Perloff, but about the in the grasp. <laughs> oh, that yeah. was one that still, even this year, has been hard because, like, you got a guy wrapped up and they're not calling, they're not blowing the whistle. It seems unfair to call a personal foul for anybody hitting a Lamar Jackson, for example, because Lamar Jackson is not going down unless you have a really, really good tackle on him. So it's it's impossible to be defense. Last night there was a penalty that I think was a little too much. Fletcher Cox hit Patrick Mahomes. In real time, that was bang-bang. Yeah, but it's helmets around helmets. It was helmet on shoulder. Slash. It's helmets around helmets. It's a football the game. There are helmets <laughs> yeah. all over the place. But, but you, you know. You don't want guys leading with their heads, though, because that still he, leads to concussions. He wasn't leading with his head. He was just standing at an angle that it was hard not to. It was pretty quick. I mean, he also, too, he didn't really launch at him. He just sort of lightly tapped him. Yeah, I think there's some issues with these unnecessary roughnesses and some of these personal fouls. But in terms of the defensive players, I'm going to protect them, too, because if they hit someone in the head, even with their shoulder, that's still helmet contact for them. The pros and cons of technology. The game is fast. We see it in super slow-mo. We take a look at all these things via review. And we just expect that these guys can adjust on a dime. And it's just not reality. So I think that's why we have so much conversation and sort of minutiae with the rules and the penalty calls as compared to 15, 20, 30 years ago. Well, we put up the poll question because Tom Brady had an interview yesterday with Stephen A. Smith where he thinks the NFL now is mediocre uh, compared to when he first came in the league. So, EJ, can we get some results yeah. So so right now, uh right now we asked the question, what was a better product, the NFL now or the NFL twenty years ago? Twenty two percent say the NFL now, seventy seven percent say the NFL twenty years ago. Yeah. You know, when EJ reads poll results, he always leads with the loser first. <laughs> throws me you off. You could just say you could just say eighty percent think it's better now and convey the same message. I, mean, I usually just read it from the top bottom. Oh, so usually okay. the first answer you for whatever reason ends up yeah. being wrong. Yeah, it's, like you know, a it's a very dramatic it. reading of it. Saves the best for last. <laughs> do my best Steve Karnacki impression. And the winner. Yeah, no, yes, you do have us- a little Karnacki. You're sort of uh making it more interesting than it should be. Can we get the Cobb County results next? <laughs> So people like the product more from that long ago, yet 
They, no, we're people, all watching. people have to go watch the old tape of these. You think the Patriots were entertaining in the 2000s, mm. except for that one year? So it's kind of hard because I think a big part of that game 20 years ago, obviously, was the bone-crushing hits. I yeah. mean, that the Ray Lewis hits, like these were, and, and even before 20 years ago. And now it's like, we know too much. We probably should have known 20 years ago, but we definitely know too much now. Well, that's why I say people, I think people underrate Brett Favre, believe it or not, because he was playing in the NFL where, first of all, you could grab the receiver anytime you wanted. Yep. They weren't going to call it. Then you would hit him as hard as you can with your helmet. It's just a different, it was a much, much more, like you said, a hard-hitting NFL. For I think the product's it was vicious. I think right now the product is, is great. I think there's a lot of points and a lot of parody. I like the parody. I do too. I think right now for Brady to say that it's it's I don't want to say it's a convenient time because I'm sure he's been thinking about this for a while, but half the league's on a backup quarterback. So of course it seems mediocre. Now. The hyper parity is too much for me. I think yeah. there are not enough great teams. Like again, even though Brady won a ton, it mm-hmm. felt like him getting through the AFC was a struggle. He was facing great Steeler teams, great Ravens teams, great Colts teams, great Chargers teams, even though those teams kept, you know, flopping mm-hmm. in the playoffs. They won fourteen games and fired their head coach. I mean, him yeah. overcoming those but him overcoming those teams, I think, created great storylines. Who was Patrick Holmes He's going to be besides Burrow. Burrow? That's that's the only guy. He's the only guy. He the, had to beat Josh Allen yeah, in a crazy a ending. Ago, the playoff yeah. games are right. incredibly dramatic. But he had to beat Trevor Lawrence in a fairly close game last oh, year. You can't, can't give me the Jaguars. Um, can't give me the Jaguars or the Browns. That was a bit of a reach. But anyway, they he's covered. had great AFC championship games, and he's had great playoff games. One great AFC championship game that he won, and then the Bills game was a divisional game. I right. Mean, well, I, the, I think the, it was a great game that he lost to Burrow. Right. It was, uh, yeah, that was a good game. There was a great one against Lost the, to the Patriots. Never got yeah, the ball back in that overtime. Was a gr- that was an amazing game. That was the D Ford game, right? But doesn't it feel like we're trending away from those kind of matches? I mean, look at who. No. You just, the whole show. The Did AFC, you see the Super Bowl the last year? That could not have been more dramatic That's or the closer. Super Bowl. I'm talking about going through the playoffs. The gauntlet to get to the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, you just said the AFC. You, you're not worried about the Chiefs. You say the AFC is, is whack, which I agree. Look at these teams. Where is the great teams in the AFC besides the Chiefs? But it's parody. And I think it's why you have so many eyeballs on the sport. There's so many teams that can win right now. I think it, I think it hurts the watchability for me, at least. Mm. Couple of quick NBAs yeah. for you. Nikola Jokic and Nuggets head coach Michael Malone both ejected in the first half in Detroit last night, but the Nuggets still beat the Pistons 107-103. And the Timberwolves are unbeaten at home 6-0, took down the Knicks 117-100. And as far as the Knicks go, you got the court ruling Monday where the Knicks are seeking more than $10 million in damages from the Raptors as part of that lawsuit where they allege the theft of thousands of confidential files. So the way, legal situation mm. between those two teams that's uh, yet to be played out. Also talking about Commissioner Adam Silver, how he shouldn't arbitrate that dispute because he's got a close relationship with Raptors Governor Larry Tannenbaum. So a little off-the-court NBA drama. Listen, everyone you. knows that Adam and Larry are yeah. Go way back. That is, I mean, there's pictures of these guys going back to like 1982. So <laughs> we, they call him governors and said, oh, is that, he's the owner? I or, guess, or yeah. maybe they, they right. yeah, they've got a different... Um, yeah. Why did Jokic bother getting kicked out of the first quarter of a Pistons game? I saw that headline last night. Whatever. This yeah, season. they were getting in a after- horse race to watch. <laughs> yeah, was at the OTB. What time is that in uh, Serbia? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's the Pistons. My guys have got this. He's in no a local problem. OTB by the third quarter. Listen, he, re- <laughs> he really is an NBA superstar, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. This is a different type of load management. Thank you, CeeLo. All right. Uh, big news, as CeeLo had said, Mac Canada has been relieved of his duties, but according to... At least one Pittsburgh beat writer, it was Art Rooney, the president and the owner, who called for the firing of Canada. Not Mike Tomlin, according to sources. More to unpack. Don't move a muscle. Maggie and Perloff back in a minute. Hall and Oates, baby. Philly's own. 
What a great music town Philadelphia is. I'm not saying they are a dominant sports city. They are right now, but they're even better at music. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Uh, we've moved on from the Eagles' win last night over the Kansas City Maggie. Chiefs onto the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have fired their offense coordinator, Matt Canada, this morning, if you're just waking up or getting going. Are you jealous here? We could do Binghamton music. What's the great musical act out of Binghamton, New York? <laughs> oh, that'll be a long catalog. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm from a small town. I can't help where I was born. The Grateful Dead played Binghamton like 1972. Played Binghamton? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they played them once in the 70s? That's yeah. what you got? Let's get to our shot of the day. He shoots! And the shot of the day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Today's shot of the day, a little snapshot of the show. Perloff and I have a dilemma on our hands regarding Thanksgiving. It looks really nice, beautiful, organically farmed, awesome turkey. Here's the problem. I'm not hosting Thanksgiving. And not only am I not hosting, I'm getting on an airplane to go somewhere else. So I can't bring a 20-pound frozen turkey with me. I had no idea this box had a turkey in it. So it sat all day in my apartment. You didn't see frozen contents on the side? No, I didn't. I wasn't even home. It was just sort of dropped off. And at the end of the day, there's this box there. And I open it up, and there's a turkey. It defrosted about 10%. You're fine. Then I suck it. But you say that. But how do you know that? So I stuck it in the freezer. How, so it could defrost a little bit, put it, refreeze it. I feel that that's a bad formula, especially a turkey. Still don't know what to do about this. But you We're said it so confident. You said it so confidently that I have nothing to worry about. You're good. I'm also not eating that turkey. <laughs> no, you're going to be fine. Right, because there's, no one's ever gotten sick from turkey. Let's no. go. To, let's go to Hong. Is in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Let's talk about the Steelers. Hong, good morning. Good morning. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Thank you. You too. Okay. I had a question for a long time since the late 90s up till now. That, you know, why don't the Steelers go out and get uh, some big tight end like Robert Kelsey, Dallas Gardner, George Kittle, Mark Andrew? Yeah. You know, you know, right now, Rob Gronkowski, he's still available. If the Steelers go out and get the big tight end, Wait, you want the Steelers to sign Gronk? Love it. <laughs> Wait a minute, Hong. Somebody big like, 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 like Greg Olsen back to the day. Got a lot of fans. This guy, you know, if, if they got a big tie end, the team's going to be legit because the defense is already awesome. I know, Hung, but, you know, unfortunately, Fryermuth is hurt. But is, he's, he's back. He's, he's back, back but he's right? Still, no, he's already back, oh. but he wasn't 100%. Uh, they hung is on to a good point. Kenny Pickett needs a guy with a massive catch radiance. The dude's not exactly accurate. So I think that's what the kind of plays they need. The kind of plays that you put in for a rookie quarterback can help Kenny Pickett. Yeah. I mean, Hung wasn't serious about Gronk, right? He just said something Ooh, like know. Gronk. Is Gronk done done? Gronk's definitely done. He ain't coming back to play with Kenny Pickett. <laughs> Gronk is as done as the turkey. If Gronk wasn't coming back to play with Josh Allen, he's not coming back to play with Kenny Pickett. Oh, that's right. Did the Bills offer Gronk or well, they talked to him? Nah, they called he's, him? He's from Buffalo, so there's always the rumors. Yeah. I mean, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, same, same. Well, Gronk also, so he's born in Buffalo, but went to high mm. school in Pittsburgh. How old do you think Gronk is? Younger than I think. 34. Oh. <sighs> That can be, Travis Kelsey's 34. Gronk might be younger than Kelsey. Why not? I think Hung's <laughs> on to something. It's, well, we're about to find out with Kenny Pickett because you can't blame the offensive coordinator anymore. Now the spotlight's going to be on Pickett. 
Maybe a little still on Tomlin. I feel like my Super Bowl pick for the year, the Steelers, has a second life. We've seen this happen before. Teams fire their coordinator, get a big bump. Bit dubious of the offense, but I have faith in Kenny Pickett. Here we come. Thank you to EJ Stewart. Thank you to Carlos Ortiz. Thank you to Chris Lopresti. To Robbie's doing our social media today. We appreciate it. We do. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone. Whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.